Welcome to the D&D Buffet Plays Autumn in the City, episode 2 of the actual play podcast of Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Quite the interesting meeting in our first episode for our band of unlikely heroes visiting the Yawning Portal Tavern. Just looking for a drink after a long day at the celebration of Bright Swords and ending up fighting a hulking troll that crawled its way out from the Undermountain. We of course met our characters Rupert Paddington, the wizard, Avon Francis, the fighter, Alan Korova, the druid, Dimple Hogglebottom, the bard, and Remy Leclerc, the rogue. Together, we bested the troll and found ourselves invited to a meeting in a back room of the tavern, where the famous author Volothamp Gadam forced signed headshots into our hands, before we explained we weren't actually fans looking for autographs, but adventurers who were advised by the barkeep Dernan that Volo had a potential mission we could assist with. Finding out his friend and employee, Bloon Blagmar, went missing out in the dock ward just two days prior, we accepted the quest on the promise of a hundred gold each should we return his assistant to him. Please enjoy episode two, Docks, Taverns, and Kenneth Who. So you guys head out of the Yawning Portal Tavern, and you need to head to the dock ward. Isn't that where we already are? We're on the edge of the... All right, Bree, you win this round. (laughs) Those who are native to Waterdeep would know that you'd have to head south to get to um, the junction between Net Street and Fillet Lane. Can Um, someone please do a little spot to indicate where on earth I have to even begin? Near the bottom? Dockward? Haha, thank you. We should head down the snail street, should we not, Rupert? You guys know um, that Net Street and Fillet Lane are further south, so you head down Snail Street. But the Dock Ward is... It's an interesting place. It's generally unsafe, and Remy and Rupert, you would definitely know that this is a place that's not to be walking the streets alone at night. Do you know what? Even um, Alan... No, your recent time down by the docks overlooking the harbour, you've known that this is this is fucking sketch down there. Tall, densely packed tenements leave most of the neighbourhood in, sh- in shadow at ground level. Most of the street lamps have had their glass smashed and their candles stolen. The smells of salt, air and excrement linger as you pass by rows of run-down buildings. There's a lot of dilapidated um, sort of timber structures... It's, um, you know, well into the evening now. You guys can, you know, from here, you can feel that northeasterly breeze blowing in off of the deep water harbour. And I imagine, um, Avon, you'll sort of wrap your cloak up around, uh, around your neck just to stay warm. Yeah, you begin then heading down Snail Street. And on the corner of Zarrow Street and Fillet Lane, there's a shop with a peculiar window display. One nearby shop stands out from the others. It has a deep purple facade, and its win- and in its window hangs a stuffed beholder. Above the door hangs a sign whose elaborate letters spell out, Old Zoblob Shop. Hmm. Zoblob. On the other side of the street, you find yourselves on a street that's been cordoned off by the city watch. Lying on the cobblestones opposite this shop are half a dozen corpses seemingly seemingly the victims of a terrible skirmish. 
watch officers have disarmed and arrested three blood-drenched humans and are in the midst of questioning witnesses. One of the officers spots you and he says, Get on. Nothing to see here. Um, may we just ask, is there anybody who matches this description among the bodies? And I just give him a quick description of Floon. Let me have a look here. Let me have a look. Uh, it had no. some mail. With you. <laughs> no, they're all, they are all they are ugly <laughs> as muck. No gingers here, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wrote down as well. Um, so three of the survivors covered in blood, handcuffed, and I imagine that they're being held by, you know, a couple of City Watch members. They eye you coldly as you go past. And you see a... Yeah, all of you want me perception check, sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm just not just giving you this information. I don't think you oh. oh, mate, this oh, dice yeah. rolling rash for me. 22. Seven. Okay, so... Eden. Dimple and Rupert, um, little and large, as you're going along, you notice that one of the um, arrested criminals has got, like, he's had his sleeve torn. And Dimple, you notice a black tattoo on the man's arm. But Rupert, you can see the a little bit clearer from your vantage point. And it seems to be a winged snake that is tattooed in black on the man's forearm. Ooh, what a curious marking. What a curious tattoo that uh, that man has on his arm there. Do you see it, Dimple? I do, I do. Oh, it's rather ugly. Do you know what it is, that creature? You liked Volo, so you must have read his monster book. I've read it cover to cover, but uh, I'm not sure I've ever seen this creature before. It's some sort of winged snake. And Rupert's going to wander over to this guy. Um, you, uh, the, the guard, hey, it's a criminal. The watch, um, sort of stop and they say, Sorry, mate, this crime scene, we've got uh, questions to ask. If you wouldn't mind, please moving along. That will, that will, uh, uh, that my good man, perhaps we could aid you in your investigation. We are, uh, we are on a somewhat of a quest ourselves. This could be a clue. Clue? Fuck, you talking about clue? It's just been another scrap. He turns around to the other guys and they all sort of like side up. They look knackered. They look proper tired. Well, uh, would you like me to uh, lessen your burden, my uh, good officer? We we could carry out some of your duties if you would take uh, just a ten-minute rest. We could question these men. Do you not agree, guys? We're very persuasive. You you wouldn't believe some of the tactics we have. This one, this tall guy, oh, he's the most clever arrest you've ever met. And more than you. And, you know, um, Dimple is slightly sobering up, but he does just trip over his feet a little bit as he stumbles towards them. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Stop where you are. I don't need you here right yeah. now. And hold on a moment. One crossbow, one light crossbow, one longsword. You're aware of the uh, principles of Waterdeep. Those who carry All our weapons are sheathed. You're still carrying them. They're still in public. Only the nobles are allowed to do that. Um, I'm very f- afraid to tell. We were just no, in the no, no, I, I don't. I don't. No, want we are. And there was well. a troll. Dimple. There's a troll. Be quiet. There's Dimple. Troll. Be quiet. We are so sorry. We've just come from the yawning portal. There was a troll crawled up the portal. We yeah, helped yeah. fight it. We. We're honestly so sorry. We're on our way home now. 
we won't Jasmine, do it again. Jasmine, how many sets of cuffs you got back there? Five? Oh, my good men, that won't be necessary. We, uh, we'll be on our merry way. Bring them really, over. Really fine. Last chance, blue man. Shoot. We are new to water deep. We are, we are not... We came for the festival. That is it. We, we came, came for the festival, of course, Evan. Wrong interception we... check, please, Remy. And Avon, you can um, provide some advantage. Yeah, I'll do I can, that. Well, I can roll, roll for the assist. I can roll with advantage. Yeah. Oh, it's a natty 20. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For a 24. Uh, Rupert nods his, hat, nods his head to, um, uh, to Avon, and uh, I'd like to give... Uh, read my inspiration for that very hey. quick thing right there. Nice. Wait. Yeah. Right. Okay, right. You're new to the city. You're here for Bright Swords. Fine. Let me just remind you of the code legal. Brandishing weapons without due cause, imprisonment up to a 10-day and or a fine up to 10 dragons. Uh, hampering justice, which I see you and your friends doing right now. Fine up to 200 dragons and hard labour up to a 10-day. So what will it be? Am I going to ring you up for brandishing a weapon at me or am I going to bring you up for uh, hampering the justice? Your choice. Or the last option is fuck off. I just turn around and walk away. Thank you. Follow her lead. Jasmine, don't worry about those cuffs. Yeah, we all turn and follow. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> turn and follow Avon. Okay, so uh, you guys head off. And, uh, yeah, as I said previously, you guys um, are, like, in the junction of a street opposite a strange-looking shop. Just before we continue, I'm just going to make sure my sword is, like, well tucked under my cape. And I'm going to strongly advise my companions to do the same with their weapons. Is that, is that, yeah. is that what we're yeah. going to need to do? Is, like, hide it under our clothing, like, under capes, like, that sort of thing. If we're going to be walking around this city for an entire campaign, like, we're going to need to be hiding our shit big time. Could well, I, ha with a bag of holding, can I shove weapons in that? Maybe not everyone. So. Yeah, you get, get anything in there, basically. Yeah, yeah, you could. Mm. What's the, what's the impressive bag you have? Might we be able to keep our weapons in there so that we don't have a repeat of what just occurred? Well, it's a bit, it's a bit stuffed down there. I, I sometimes, when I have nowhere else to stay, I live in my bag, and it's very warm, it's very cozy. There's everything I need in the little kitchenette, but I guess I could empty some shelves. I was under the impression that the inside of a bag of holding doesn't support life. Excuse me. I don't know the rules. And anyway, I live in the bag. There's a kitchenette. Breathe. I guess that works. If you guys wanted to trust old dimps to have some of your weapons in my bag. On I don't know how to use them. <laughs> on a temporary basis. Remy, can you roll me a... Um, can you roll me an insight check? I can. Roll I also put my light crossbow in there. Uh, it's a 14. From your history, you'd be aware that there are certain people in the streets of, especially the Dock Ward, the Southern Wards, mm. that can roam around with weapons. These are people that have carried favour with guards, or the City sure. Watch, I should say. This is a town where you can go a long way through the people that you know, and mm. if looking to 
not have to conceal your weapon is something that you're interested in. You know that if you talk to the right people, line the right pockets, be involved with the right guilds or factions, you would be able to walk the streets with Durman's greatsword if you wanted to. Mm. But generally, for the populace, mm. if you don't have that kind of um, immunity, it's punishable by fines, 10 days in prison, you know, a 10-day in prison. So that's something to think about. But, um, yeah, as you guys turn okay. around, you see... Um, I think, yeah, he would he would tell that to the other guys and explain yeah. that, like, he knows that, and Remy's been in prison for a while, and any sort of kind of reputation that he had has been lost on six years inside of uh, Waterdeep prison. It's been a long time. But that makes no sense. If the law says that you may not brandish a weapon, then why should it matter which guards you're friends with? One rule for some and another rule for the rest. We are, in, I'm afraid, the rest. Well, that's preposterous. I, I do not disagree. Alan uses a quarterstaff uh, as opposed to any uh, sharp weapon or anything particularly imposing. Can he uh, get away with using it as like a little walking stick yeah, when he's in the... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man with his walking stick. I was, I was going to say, Remy, Remy, from his back, he pulls a very similar staff. And you can see him like about maybe like two thirds, three quarters up the blade. He just up the uh, so the staff. He pulls out. It, it disconnects slightly, and you can see like, the shimmer, the shimmer of a rapier inside of it. And he gives you a little wink, Alan, and then closes it again. And also sort of leans on the staff as if he he needs it to to walk. So this zoplop or whatever the fuck shop. <laughs> yeah. So you're oh, standing yeah. next to. A shop that seems to stand out from the others has a deep purple facade and in the window hangs a stuffed beholder. You can still see candles on inside, um, sort of flickering. And above the door hangs a sign whose elaborate letters spell out Old Zoblob Shop. Is this a magic shop? Um, well, I mean, Zoblob. What else would he sell? I don't, I don't know. I don't know the gentleman. Can I make a little, like, perception check to see what is sold at Zoblob Shop? Yeah, sure. You can sort of peer inside the door if you like. Yeah, you know, I'd like to... You know, is there anything in the windows or is it kind of a bit more conspicuous as to yeah. what's going on? No, there's, there's, there's produce in the windows. There's um, lots of odds and sods, knickknacks and items and trinkets and things. And there's this beholder that sort of hangs in the window stuffed beholder it is and it almost looks down at you with its many tentacled eyes but what you do see uh, roll me a perception check please Alan uh, was that 17? yes sir it is yeah sorry okay with well, the 17 um, you can see inside the silhouette of a small figure sat on a counter and there are candles burning on either side of this small figure legs crossed um, there's a lot of purple smoke that seems to weave and duck and dive and twist its way around. It's sort of emanating from this figure. As you see, silhouetted, he draws a pipe to his mouth. He sort of blows it in, his, um, in the shop, and you can see all these sort of trinkets, strange items on the wall. But you can't see the, the figure's face with the 17. 
Um, but what you do know is the, as the shimmering, flickering candlelight as it dances its way across all the walls and your eyes sort of trace the line of the flame. You can see everything in the shop is purple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, do we have any need to make a stop here? Is the shop shut at this time of night, or is it yeah, open? It's, right? it's open. It's oh, it's open. It's okay. like one of the only shops that seems to be trading at this time. Oh, okay. What time are we talking? What What time is it, right? Nine o'clock. Oh, okay. Eight, half eight. Ah. Nine. You can only faff about the door for so long. <laughs> you, guys you guys don't have to go in. If you, um, you're not far from the Skewered Tavern. Um, like I said, it's uh, between Net Street and Fillet Lane. So Fillet Lane is here and Net Street is here. So you imagine that the Skewered Dragon Tavern is somewhere between these. You're up where that red cross is at the moment with the, mm-hmm. you know, the sort of city watch having cordoned off a portion of the street. Yeah. You, don't, you don't, yeah, don't, don't feel like you have to. If you don't want to go, well, to then, the street, you go inside, and you guys they may have watching. witnessed the um, the street fight before. We could ask them some questions. Not to be that, that seems very practical, and I prefer his one to my one. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, Rupert goes strides on through the door. Little bell, dingling, as he goes in. Okay, so as you enter, a cloud of lavender-scented purple smoke trails out the shop's door as you sort of poke your head inside. Every wall is painted purple, and every dusty knick-knack on the shelves is dyed a deep violet. As you get closer and your eyes adjust to the dim candlelight, you notice that the hairless gnome sitting um, cross-legged on the counter wears plum-coloured robes. His cheeks are decorated with something peculiar. Nine purple face-painted eyes across his cheeks. The gnome lowers his pipe exhales a um exhales a, a cloud of lavender smoke and raises a hand and he says hail and well met come and browse the shelves of the most curious curiosity shop in the world so um yeah you guys come in and um you have a sort of poke around at what's going on inside and there are knickknacks and trinkets and objects galore and the gnome sort of sits in a sort of yoga meditative pose between these two candles on the counter at the front. Feast your eyes. Everything's for sale for a good price. Dear gnomish friend of mine, did you see anything out your windows today? Any that skirmish that happened down the street? Did you, did you happen to catch any of it at all? Well, the, the fight in the street outside? Ah, oh, right, yeah, I, I, saw a, I saw a thing or two, I think. I think I saw it. I don't know. Did, maybe I didn't. Did you also maybe see a, hmm, really orange-haired man? That I don't know if I saw. it. Oh, I mean, I see a lot of things. I got so many eyes. I see a lot, and I see nothing, you know? It's one of those. You saw something? Please, we are we are very curious. I might have seen something. I might not have seen something. I, you know, I, a gnome like me sees a lot. Hey, are you going to buy anything? You're just going to ask me questions. I am browsing the shelves. What kind of good shit has he got? So, on the shelves, you see a number of cool-looking items. Um, Avon, as you walk around, you see a purple mechanical canary inside a gnomish lamp. Oh, how beautiful. I've got no um, money. Remy, as you're getting, you've got ten dragons now. 
Oh, we do. Oh, shit. Okay, we do. We do. Did he pay up front? We got money. Yeah, ten, ten dragons each. Ten up front and then ten each. fold when we... Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Bolo's fucking... He's a high, high roller. You see then a vial of dragon blood. And Rupert, imagine you're scanning higher up on some of the taller shelves and you see an enormous scale. You think that might perhaps be from a dragon. Purple. You gonna buy anything, or are you just gonna ask me stupid questions about what I see and what I don't see? Tell me, Zoblom, what what sort of scale am I looking here? It looks like some from some fearsome beast. I reckon that that might be from a dragon, a purple you, one. You reckon that, Zoblom? It doesn't sound too convincing from my end. How can you be sure? Well, what do you think, Mister Specs, Mister Geekazoid over here, asking me these? Hey, questions. hey. No, you don't have to be mean. We all know you spray-painted it. Hey, don't! <laughs> you, you see a couple of, like, tins of purple paint and, like, a brush, like, behind the bar. Kicks it. Hey. <laughs> Does it! That's disrespectful. I wouldn't do such a thing. I wonder what would happen if uh, information got out to your customer base that these goods are altered prior to purchase. Or if they were to I find out that some of your words were more lilac than true purple. Hmm. That too. Every, every hue of purple is, is perfect for, for old people. <laughs> every every hue of purple. Perfect for old time. I love this guy so much. But uh, still, it wouldn't inspire much confidence within your shoppers, would it? He considers for a moment. He says, yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. I've got to make a living, I guess. Roll an insight check. Okay. As you're talking about his customer base and you're talking about, you know, his, his actual business, you know, the business of selling goods, he keeps looking over at the beholder in the window. I approach the beholder and I would like to... Just you realise as you approach the beholder that the stuffed beholder has twisted round in its own fruition and is looking you in the face. Rather interesting, this. That's not for sale. No, how... I, I could have sworn it was facing the other way. Wind. No, oh, it doesn't. I don't feel much of a draft. Windy up there. Northeasterly mm. up the deep water yeah. harbour, I think they said. I'm, I'm terribly sorry, Mr Gnome. What did you say your name was? My name is Old Zablob. This is my Zoblob. shop. Zablob. Zablob. Right. See, I don't believe you about the wind. And I would rather like to know what's going on with this stuffed beholder. There's an awful lot of questions and not a lot of purchases going on here. Well, one has to know what one is buying. And at the moment, you're not coming across as the most trustworthy of sellers. I mean, I hate to say as such, but... No, 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 no. Okay, you're... Okay. Roll the persuasion check, please. Okay. Oh, never mind. Let's start from the top. I'm old Zarblob. This is my shop. I sell purple things. Purple things. We've gathered, yes. <laughs> Look, I like you, lady. I like, I like you. you. I saw your friend, the ginger one. Oh, did you? Yeah. I saw your friend. Um... He was jumped in a street outside. Five guys, black armor, two nights ago. And I'm pretty sure that one of them 
had a tattoo of some kind. Looked like a black snake on his neck. Uh, pretty, pretty spooky stuff, if you ask me. Rupert, like, discards the um, scale back onto the shelf and he, like, blusters over and is just like, D- did you say a tattoo? Well, I, I just saw, I saw a man wielding such a tattoo not ten minutes ago out in the street there. Are, are they local? Do, do, do you see them around here often? They're over in that skewered net quite often. Skewered dragon, I mean. <clears throat> God, I... <laughs> it's all this pressure you're putting me under and he has a big draw on his pipe sounds like you're getting I, I'm under a bit of pressure here you know trying to make some sales I got a lot of you guys breathing down my neck I got some great things to buy I mean look at my of store course. I mean of course. I saw five guys black armor one of them with a snake on his neck two nights ago come on buy something and get out Um, and just one final question. Did you happen to see which direction they left in? No. I did. Fair enough. Well, I thank you very much for your candor, and I place a gold uh, a dragon on the countertop. And a as dragon. I do so, as I do so, I lean in and I say, genuinely though, what is the deal with him in the window? I'm curious. Come here. Come closer. Closer. I think he's watching me. It was here when I bought the shop. I'm pretty sure. That's I'm pretty sure he Yeah. You're fucking telling me, lady. Well then, we shall leave you in peace. I suggest you do so. And like, you can see that he's sweating a bit and the face-painted yeah. eyes are sort of like dripping. Thank you very much, Soblop. You've been of great help. Tell your friends they like purple shit. Come to my store. I will be sure to pass the message along. All right, all right. I think I feel bad for Zoblob. Yeah, on the way out, Rupert wants to pick up the vial of blood and just shoot a quizzical look at Zoblob and say, my good friend, what, what sort of creature has violet blood? Um, dragons. Yep. Dragons. Whoa. Dragon blood. I think that may come in very handy. How, uh, how much for this? That's one dragon, sir. It's a, it's a reasonable. Yeah, it's, a, it, 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 it's, okay. it's actually dragon blood. Yeah, Rupert you can just add food colouring to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no saying that he didn't do that, but it I is dragon like, blood. I feel like that must be pretty <laughs> rare, right? Like to get a vial of dragon blood. Not an old Zoblob shop. Come on. Yeah, Rupert pops the top, sniffs it, and says, it Yes, this, this seems, I'm not sure about the magenta hue, but it seems to be the right stuff. Uh, and he, like, pull, pulls out a, um, a dragon and hands over. Yeah. You're a kind person, thank you. I'm gonna have to get something else purple to put where that dragon blood was. And he's sort of like muttering to himself, and he, you see, uh, you see as he sort of turns away that um, all his fingertips are covered in purple paint. As he strolls back into the, the shop. I love him. <laughs> as we leave, I tell everyone about the beholder. I'm like, he thinks it's it's not dead. He thinks it's watching him. How creepy is that? Anyway, we have a lead. I believe we ought to now head to the skewer dragon with caution. Rather a lot of these tattooed fellows about, and he seemed to believe that that was where they hang out. So I think that that is where we should go. I have an ominous feeling about this, mm, but yes. yes. So as you guys sort of like look around in the streets, a rain comes in, smattering of 
raindrops on your uh, heads and on the uh, cobblestone streets. The uh, you know it's very dark on the streets because most of the street lamps have been smashed and a candle stolen, so it's very gloomy and murky for a minute. But then, as you look into the distance through the the mist that's sort of been kicked up from this rain, um, you see a tavern, and both of its front-facing windows are smashed, and a ship's anchor is lodged into the roof of this tavern. Um, through the windows, you can see groups of haggard patrons drinking from huge tankards. They look grubby, they look dirty, they look like dock hands. But um, a sign swinging in the rain says, Steward Tavern. Steward Dragon's Tavern. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid um, you may need to keep the volume down just temporarily. And from walking through the rain, it's it's kind of done a lot to sober him up and mellow him out he's a bit miserable so he's like okay 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 this once this once for you because we're new friends i hate it greatly dimple it's a fine idea uh young avon and rupert just like pops the collar up on his yellow suit and he's like i think we should try and skirt below the radar it's definitely um i changed my uh cloak of many fashions to one that looks like one that has been worn at sea so maybe it's got like some salt stains and stuff nice like that like that a lot you're gonna have Mm. to tell me how you get this cut this cape to do all that it's just simply fantastic i I love it tell you one day young dimple remy grabs the like tip of the end of his hat and lowers it and as he brings it up the face of an old man appears Maybe like 65, 70, and he clutches his staff as if leaning on it for support and heads towards the tavern with you guys. Dimple seeing this, like he, he's in a shock and he falls back onto his ass and it's like, oh! and then as he realizes, it can't, you know, he's, he's been in a circus. Changelings are not uncommon to that profession, being quite well suited. So he has like a realization that, oh, Remy is a changeling and he kind of gets up excitedly and runs over to him going oh my gosh what interesting new friends I've come across it's the cape you have the face they all can change it's like having lots of friends Dimple please leave that old man alone good sir you haven't you haven't by any chance seen <laughs> a young friend of you he wears a, a rather a rather large hat with a feather it's just real difficult to miss he seems to have lost from outside I, Dar- I can't quite darling, see darling darling <laughs> Check his hat. Oh, Rupert! So you guys get to the door of the skewer dragon, and one of its hinges is broken. It sort of leans to the side, and you can sort of peer in. There's candlelight. There's a, and you sort of open it. Oh, here we go. In the corner, you see a dilapidated um, chimney breast that's cracked and broken, all the mortar joints sort of crumbling. You know, oily fire that's perhaps been you know the kindling or the uh, fuel for it isn't wood it's just kicking out black smoke you know there's a few ladies that are sort of sat around with like calloused hands um there's a filleting knife on the table one uh, bloke is mending a net in the corner um and these just seem to be dock workers is there an empty table anywhere that we can sit at there certainly is yeah definitely and uh, there's a you hear a voice from the bar that says i'm not coming over there you want a drink? You come to the bar like everyone else. Just a moment, please. Spits on a glass. It's cleaned out with a rag. Do you do rounds here? 
in this town? Of course we do. Of course we do rounds. You have a round. They'll get you a round. You've got one um, I was speaking to my friends. Um, but thank you for answering me all the way from over there. Okay. <laughs> and I... <laughs> oh, great hearing. <laughs> I mean, you say it's not table side service, but look at this. Uh, <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> uh, you know, you say, is, is, is this... This is near the docks as well, isn't it? Um, and this is actually uh, a bar that Alana's found himself in before, and he'll uh, head down to the uh, head down to the the barman and grab a drink for everyone. Okay, so that's going to be two nibs a pop for for dirty ale. Which Lovely. The nib. Nibs, oh, nibs, shards, and dragons. Got to get used to that. I've got it on my Waterdeep info sheet. That's amazing because... Um, sorry, yeah, while you were saying that earlier, I thought you were talking about, like... I thought Rupert, when you were doing that, I thought it was like you were saying nibs colloquially. Do you know what I mean? As but There you go. It's yeah. the real thing. Who's the full well, mouth? Well, no, no, I guess it's colloquial. It's colloquial, isn't it, for, like, Waterdeep? Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not like a fair and wide thing. It's just, is that right? No, but it's the, just these are, these are specific currency, right? Pounds, quids. Yeah, it's like specific water deep, but they are They are different coins. They, they yeah. change rate of one gold to one dragon. But the thing is, you can't really have a story called Waterdeep Gold Heist. It doesn't quite have the same ring as. <laughs> if I was in Vandalin and I handed him a dragon. Are they going to look at me the same way a bus driver does when I hand him a £10 Scots note? What is this? Fucking forgery. Absolutely um, <laughs> get out of my seat. As we are in the um, Skewered Dragon Tavern, most ridiculous name, by the way. It's such a tongue twister. Um, can I look around and see if I see tattoos of winged snakes. Yeah, you sure can. Roll me a persuasion perception check, please. (laughs) I will persuade you to let me see things. I kind of want to give Ree my other inspiration for being being the only person that is actually remembering all of this shit and and keeping us on fucking track because I was going to order a pint and pretend pretend I was an old man (laughs) and sit in the fucking corner, so there's two. There's two inspiration. Okay. Had oh, <laughs> that inspiration. I already did. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. 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 You think that you see a black snake on the wall, but it's just a yard of ale, drinking glass. You know. Like, oh. Okay. All right. All right. So you're being stared at by a lot of these grizzled dock workers. What the fuck are they doing in here? They say you hear mutterings of, I mean, seen them round here. But, oh, it's that little pet squeak from the other week, wasn't it? Oh yeah, and they're just sort of like commenting on you guys as you sort of sit in one of the central table. That's Pete's chair. When Pete gets back, he's gonna be fucking livid that someone sat in it. I just pull my cloak up because I, I feel very observed and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it when we observe them. 
so what are, you, uh, what are you guys doing looking around at his new friends and you know uh after uh, they've all had a sip of their drinks you know alan says so where do we begin I think... Sorry, go ahead. No, as any investigation, is to start with the people, I believe. Let's let's get about and start asking some questions. I would be very cautious, though, about arising any hostility if these tattooed folks do indeed uh, frequent this bar. All we have to do is be our lovely, lovely selves. And just be as charismatic as possible. That won't be too hard at all, will it, guys? Let's just go to the first and maybe biggest guy we can see in here and ask him some of these probing questions. You go right ahead, Dimple. <laughs> we'll stay here and watch. Oh, I'll accompany Dimples. you, Dimple. Point the way. Lead the way. Should we try and find another one with a tattoo like the one we saw? Yes, yes. I've, I've made a small sketch here and just in... Uh, just in case we uh, we can't describe it adequately, and perhaps it'll jog some somebody's memory. I think good Remy, idea. Good idea. Remy will follow them, but he'll go via the bar and order for whatever the cheapest ale is. The cheapest ale in this place is called Mud Wash. Mud Wash. <laughs> so it, he'll he'll order four Mud Wash and hold them. You know when you're like struggling to hold like four fucking pints, you're bringing them back for the boys. And you're like get, trying to get him all in your hands. He's, he's gonna he's gonna grab them all and just follow those guys because he knows whoever whoever that they're gonna talk to. If they're these like snake boys, we'll we'll ply them with ale and they'll have, they'll be happy. Okay. I mean, I fucking hope so. Anyway. Cool. Yeah, we rock up to the people who are most obviously watching us. I think. Oh, here they come. They're on their way. Be cool. And. Uh... Dimple pulls out his little lute into his hands and he starts playing a little and this is when you realise for the first time that the little little gnome is missing some of his fingers and in fact he's consistently keeping up a cantrip, mage hand so that he can uh, you know, just use it as like a prosthetic but this is when he's uh, really comes into his own because since they're not real fingers, he can do some quite extraordinary tunes with his... I, I'm literally the most least musical person in real life. <laughs> so he does, like, some dope chords, some melodies. Um, yeah. I'm about to Leave say, I've never, I've never said in D&D &D before. <gasps> Roll me a performance. Leave right now. Well, good thing I'm very good at performance. Hey! Ah, oh, never mind. Ten. Ten. So you get over That's there. So bad. Just the strings, You haven't oiled the strings this morning, and um, your fingers are sticking a little bit as they move up the fretboard. But you manage to work it quite well, and you begin playing a layer of um, you know the, you you start beginning to play the ballad of Old Forlorn, which is um, one of the favourite tracks in Waterdeep at the moment. In the back streets of Neverwinter. And they're like, oh. I love that one. I do you know. Um, do you know ten purple pixies on a on a on, on a on a tall hill? That's my favourite. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Ten <laughs> little pixies on the big hill. Oh. Da, 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 aren't I shrill? And you know he's just quite happy having a little sing. That ten ten purple pixies on a tall hill really takes me back to my childhood. 
lovely song. Um, who, who are you? Big and small, as you approach this table in the corner. Well, my name is Rupert, Rupert Paddington. I'm a local to the area. You may have, you may know my, uh, my brother's tavern from the Southern Ward, Paddington's. I don't know if you make your way east very often, but... Uh, oh, Paddington's, you don't say. Yeah, I know Paddington's. Oh, it's a lovely little spot, I'm sure you've got... But anyway, we're, we're here with business. This is my friend Dimple, and we, we, we might have a few questions for you. Oh, OK. All right. Well, as long as, as long as he keeps playing that nice little little, little ditty he's got going on, my, my jaw might be loose, my tongue as well. How, how many are at the table? There's two. There's an old man and an old woman. They look like they're a couple. And, um... Remy will be like, ah, we, not only do we have songs, we have, uh drinks to and he will hand two of the mud wash oh a delicious guys. a delicious tankard of mud wash Glen, isn't that nice and we're listening to our favourite song yeah go on what are your questions wonderful <laughs> well first where are my manners uh, you, you'll say your your partner's name here is Glen. Uh, madame tell, tell me what uh, what, what, what shall I call you my name is Sheridan Sheridan oh it's a pleasure to meet you Sheridan Oh, this this ale is uh, is rather earthy, is it not? Oh, I'm not sure if I'm. That's quite suiting to my it, palate. But... They make it with the mud from um, the bottom of the the harbour, so you know it's good. Uh, as you're saying this, you can see Alan, Alan drinking this beer much quicker and more feverishly <laughs> than the beer from the previous pub. This is he is getting it down him. Yeah, up in the mud, up in the mud flats outside Seaward, they go there every morning and get the mud and they stick it all together and they drain it and strain it. What lovely little glass of mugwash! Me and Glenn, we love a glass of mugwash. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Sorry, right. What, yeah, what, no. que- what questions might you have then? Come on. Well, you look like you uh, frequent this place quite often. Tell me, have you ever seen anybody bearing? This mark on them, and he slides across the piece of parchment that he sketched the snake tattoo onto. Very nice. Um, Roll a persuasion check with advantage. Oh, super. Uh, two twelves, which gives me a fifteen. No, sorry, persuasion. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Oh yeah, that's um. Yeah, yeah, I know that. They've got that on the uh, Glen. Where is it? Uh, it's on the, um, that warehouse at Candle Lane, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the warehouse on Candle Lane. I've seen that swinging outside, actually. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah, I've seen that, seen that swinging outside that warehouse. Me and Glen have. Do you know what sort of wares they make in this, or they store in this warehouse? I couldn't tell you. I try and avoid the place, if I'm honest. Well, you're you right, see- Candle Lane is a, uh, is a rather dark side of town, it must be said. You're telling me. Come here, closer. Closer. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There's been a few bad chaps in here. They seem to have... Seems to have them, like, tattooed on them. Um, on their necks and their arms and stuff. It's not the only place I've seen it. Oh, the only reason I'm telling you this is... Well... Ten purple pixies on a tall hill really is my favourite. I don't know what they mean, but, well, every night there are five blokes in 
Overdone tattoo sat just where your uh, halfling friend is right now. And they're gathered around a table. Me and Glenn sitting here and having our mugwash, playing rummy as usual. And um, you never guess what? But we saw a couple of chaps in here. They're talking and drinking, gambling and gaming. And uh, one chap left, short bloke, lovely moustache, little hat, scarf. He left. The other one stayed. But then about an hour later, another man came in. And um, they played cards until probably midnight, I think. But this is the kicker. The guys with the tattoos, they were watching them like hawks. I think they had too much to drink, too much of the old mud wash. I don't think they realised that they were being observed, as your friend said earlier. And anyway, they, these five blokes with the dirty tattoos, they followed them out when they left. And we ain't seen those blokes with a tattoo since. Very peculiar evening it was, people coming and going. But yeah, the, well, the, don't, the, the, the don't chap... Say, this, this chap, you say, he didn't perchance have, uh, have flaming red, lustrous locks, did he? More of a strawberry blonde, if you ask me. I, I hear that. Yes, yeah, so it's a very, very common hair. hair Shit. They mean ginger. No, uh, no, yeah, strawberry blonde chap. And do you know what's funny? The other bloke who came and met him after the first bloke left. Fuck me! Did they look the spit of each other? Very similar in appearance. Very handsome young men. All right, Sheridan. Sorry, Glenn. <laughs> well, you have been more helpful than you could realise, my fellows. Um, I do not wish to interrupt your evening any further. It appears you're in the middle of a game here. I would, I would hate to uh, interrupt that. Do you play cribbage? <laughs> oh, I dabble. Roll me an insight check, please. Let's have who who's up there talking with them. Rupert's running the show. I mean, Dimple's kind of like chipping in every now and again, being like, thank you for the info. Ooh, what next? <laughs> He's vibing. <laughs> yeah, Remy, Remy will play if we're playing. No, 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 not, not playing. Um, oh, okay. An inside check. I will, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll do an inside check. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's, all, let's all have a bit of insight. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. 18. Cool. 24. <laughs> Whoa. Nice, nice. Well, that natural twenty from Told Dimple. You realise that Glenn, the entire time, has been squeezing Sheridan's leg under the table when it seems like she's getting carried away with her conversation, and he looks very uncomfortable. And he's tried to interrupt. All right, Sheridan, you know, a couple of times. Glenn is looking uneasy. This has gone completely... And Dimple just... Said. Sorry. <laughs> no, Dimple is just going to strum a chord and be like, let the woman speak. <laughs> <laughs> she don't know what she's saying. Don't listen to her. Hey, we, we could go somewhere a little bit more quiet if you want to divulge something, or maybe a dragon or two in the mud, as it were, would convince you to uh, talk a bit more and you know he, he slowly slides a, a gold coin towards them 
having momentarily stopped his music, which, you know, that might upset them more. Right, he takes the gold dragon. Right, you can't let this get back to us, but... The bloke that came and met... The bloke with the the, the, the strawberry blonde hair. Right, okay. Volofamp was with Floon, first of all, right? And then Volofamp left, Floon stayed on, he was met by another man. Both had very similar appearance, handsome, tall, 30s, wavy, red, reddish blonde hair. Okay, so I'm explaining that out of character because it's very difficult. So, um, the second man that came and met your, uh, your, your bloke you're after, I'm pretty sure that that was Raynar Neverember himself. Raynar? R-A-N-E-A-R, Rainier Never Ember. I'm pretty sure it was Raynor Never Ever. And who is this fellow? All of you roll a history check. All of you, not just the natives of Waterdeep. Everyone. Yay! Oh, that's good. I saw Holly's nat 20 and I thought it was mine. (laughs) You got two nat 20s in a row. Was that your last one, Nat 20? No. Oh, no, it was no, a dirty No, it's my last one. Uh, 19 for Remy. He, I'm assuming you eight. So 19's the highest there. Yeah, I got two. Wow. Oh, very, very non-keeping. Yeah. 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 I mean, the two for an eight, but still. it's uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe he was he had, uh, he had was over getting another glass of um, mud wash. Um, but Remy, Delicious. you... You remember that? Well, you know the name Renier Neverember. Because Renier Neverember is the son of Dagolt Neverember, who was the previous Open Lord of Waterdeep. So Renier Neverember is the son of Dagolt Neverember, who used to be the okay. Open Lord of Waterdeep. And with a 19, I'll give you an extra little tidbit Dagolt Neverember. Um, used to be the open lord of Waterdeep. He went over to Neverwinter to help rebuild the city after something happened. And while he was gone, he was voted out of office as the open lord of Waterdeep. Is anybody like anybody who thinks that they know what's going on like to do a quick recap of the information you've received on what happened that night? So. Floon and Volothamp met in the uh, in the Skewered Dragon Tavern for drinks and chatted, and Volo asked Floon for paper. Volo then left. Floon met this second gentleman, possibly Renier Never Ember, um, and they played cards until late at night while being watched by those five snake-tatted dudes. Um... Floon and second guest were drunk and didn't notice they were being watched. And then uh, Floon left, was followed by those five guys who we heard from Mr. Zubzob. Uh, he got jumped by those five guys two nights ago and hasn't been seen since. But we have now found out about a warehouse on Candle Lane that has a sign of snake tattoo. Killing it on the note taking. 
Um, so right. Glenn says, right, Sheridan, we've got to get out of here. Come on. It's been here too long. Thank you very much for the song. We appreciate it. And uh, the two leave. And There's I'm... no problem. <laughs> so, companions, I think that we ought to head towards Candle Lane. Yep. Candle Lane Absolutely. was where I used to have a... Looking for house. clues? Oh, you used to live Oh, also, Remy, I did see on the map your house. Thank you. Love that. Oh, that's where Remy's Personal living right touch. now. Yeah, that's that's Remy's mum and dad's house. That's where he grew up. Aww. But Candle Lane, I've I can't it. even find it on the map now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remy lived there for a time before he was sent to prison. Is there anything you could tell us about the area? Is it a particularly seedy lane? Is mm. it, they said it was a warehouse. Is it is it a warehousey area? Or... George, do I know that? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So Remy was Remy's house was on Candle Lane. I he lived there for a brief period before getting <laughs> sent to prison. Right. So you'd know that there are warehouses on Candle Lane. Maybe you had like a bedsit above one of them. Okay. Uh, and the warehouses were repurposed frequently. You know, there was people that would come in and try and you know the summer's latest fashion at one point while you were there was um, a certain type of sandal that um, that laced up all the way to the shin. They were churning them out in Candle Lane to sell in the uh, the market and in the trade war. So every day you go past, there'd be tanners and leather workers um, working away in, in a warehouse that's along there, but you know yeah. that these businesses were flashing pans, generally they would come and go. Uh, they were making uh, sandals there all sorts of trade going on in Candle Lane, but this was maybe six, seven years ago now. It was a long, a long time. I I cannot say what is there right now. I've not been out of prison so long. A lot can change in that amount of time. My apologies. Please continue. No, Alan, your input is invaluable. So, as you guys walk down Candle Lane... The buildings on either side are so tightly packed that, Remy, you'll remember that the light only touches the street at midday. Mm. Gloom envelops a narrow alley as dark as a dungeon and as odorous as one too. Nearly all of the street lamps have been smashed. The only light that pierces the darkness is a faint flickering from down the lane like a distant candle. So you're imagining these buildings that sort of lean over, um, you know, these rickety timber buildings that, you know, light very rarely actually manages to penetrate through to the street. All of the street lamps are shattered. There's not a soul in sight. But far down the end, piercing like a beacon, is a single candle that flickers resolutely in the darkness. Well, onwards. This is more ominous than I hoped. Can I just, uh, where on the map are we in my brain? You're here. So you've gone Love north. It. It's taking you about ten minutes. Perhaps, my friends, you should unsheath your weapons from uh, uh, from Dimple's bag, as uh, we possibly might be needing them in this part of town. That is wise indeed. Sorry, pardon. So I can't hear. Dark and gloomy street um, with a single candle flickering in the darkness. 
every other street lamp has been smashed. Um, and as you walk around, you notice as you approach the candle. Um, roll me an arcana check, anyone who is proficient in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, there go. Oh, not 25 at all. 18. 18. 25, nice. So, first of all, nice. uh, Rupert, you draw the attention of Dimple towards this candle. This candle is illuminated with a continual flame charm. And as you get closer to it, you realise the skirt of the light flickers on a sign on a warehouse opposite that has a winged snake on the sign. Yeah, I recognise this from a, one of the fire breathers and tamers would use this cantrip or this spell in particular, but is it my imagination? That's that's the same sign, isn't it, as the tattoo? It almost feels like an invitation. Can all of you roll me a um, history check? There's not one for, like, culture. Yeah, I know what you mean. It annoys me. Yeah. Uh, Quite I think history is Create a new what, local ability, knowledge? like 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 I did. Like yeah. the seafaring check. Oh, is it? Just make one. I might do that. A local knowledge check. I didn't Good. notice int, that. Int plus wisdom, half. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring that in for next time. Okay, so we've got a 9, a 10, a 15. Uh, what, and what, a 13. What sort of check what? did you say it was? A 13, yeah. History. 11. <laughs> okay. So, what did you get, Joe? 13. 13. So, again, you and Dimple are stood with each other, and sort of Remy comes up, and you're all sort of looking at the sign. Um, Alan, you're sort of looking, but you're a bit lost on, on what this might mean. And Avon, I think that you're more concerned with looking up and down the street than paying much attention to what the sign is saying. But you recognize the black snake, and it all sort of pops into your head at once. This is the sign of the Zentarum. I love that frantic look from all you guys there. <laughs> all three of you. <gasps> like little meerkats. <laughs> so you are looking upon a ramshackle two-storey warehouse. Um, there is an outer yard that is behind a high fence. Um, there's a gate on the fence as you sort of look around. Um, but yeah, so there's a yard that sits in front of this warehouse um, with a high fence and a gate in the fence. And there are no... Well, there's, it seems like there might be a flickering light on inside. How, how tall is the fence? Uh, ten foot. Okay. Chain link kind of number. Who are the Zentaren? Ho, ho, ho. Exactly. But, yeah, so you guys are looking along this um, ramshackle timber two-storey warehouse that sits behind, like, at the back of a yard that sits in front of it with a fence. So I guess we just walk up to it? Is anyone guard, like, have we seen anyone guarding the place? Like, is there anyone no, it's, in the it's yard? Empty. It's empty and it's quiet. I have no idea where to start. I'm I, at the behest of you guys. To the, to the gate and push it open. Gate's unlocked. You enter into the I give him yard. a wink. And um, roll me a perception check, please, Avon. Okay. Damn, I'm not good at these perception checks, am I? Okay, you see a front door. 
Dimple, may I have my sword, please? So yeah, Dimple, he goes into the small pouch and he just... <laughs> almost weighed down by it. He's like, dig it, dig it. I take it. So is anybody opposed to just walking through the front door? So you've seen a front, you've seen a front door, um, Avon. At this point, I fear staying out here much longer will result in us being attacked. Yes, we're probably quite an odd-looking set of fellows. I know not what is the best course of action. So I will, I guess, so. walk up to the front door and listen to it. Okay, roll me a perception check. Well, oh, we've what? agreed that they're not bad at these. Is there anyone who's better at perception than me? You don't hear anything inside. You're quite confident. Are there any windows or anything? Romy, perception check. I, I would like to do that as well if Remy's going to be looking around. Mm, in the natural building. one. Natural one. 14 for Remy. Remy, you see there is a large sliding door that's round the side of where the front door is. So the front door's on one elevation of the building, the sliding door's on the other. But as you're looking round, you look up and you can see that there is, in fact, a window that's been painted over black to perhaps conceal it. Hmm. It seems there may be more than one way into this warehouse. Perhaps we should store more entrances. I've, I've seen guards do that occasionally. Oh, should we not have a bit more of an element of stealth when... I mean, I, I've not really done a lot of this, but from the stories, it, it's a bit more finesse, surely. Or do we just walk right in? I mean, I don't know. I haven't really done a lot of this either. Maybe maybe a little bit of reconnaissance before we head straight into the battle. Who would be good at that? Yeah, let's have a sneak around. Maybe we smash the window? How else could we see in? What if we is, this, is the window on ground floor? No, it's at a higher level. How high up is the window? Uh, so it's above where the warehouse sliding door is. So, so it's like... like a, door, a door height, two, three metres, and then above that is a, a window that's been painted over. Um, Dimple, how do you feel about flying? Well, as a circus performer, I've, I've done some, you know, a bit of high flying myself, but I am but a gnome. If I... And through your... I don't have wings... If I threw you up at that window, do you think you could catch it? I've been shot out of cannon once or twice, but there was not really much asked of me other than being shot out of it, so we could have a go. Is there, like, a ledge to the window? Yeah, there's a, a sill that you might be able to grab onto. OK. Um, come here, Dimple. <laughs> and he just toddles over, like, still a, a little bit of ethanol running through his system, giving him that boost to his ego going yeah this seems good a good idea okay so Avon um, is gonna sort of squat down lift with the knees you know, um grab athletics check from Avon and a dexterity saving throw from Dimple. okay so I'm gonna grab him under both armpits and just sort of try and launch him wow. <laughs> am I able to aid with a cantrip uh, I'm going to do another inspiration for that. Right, so 16 total for the athletics check. We've got seven on the deck save. What are you helping with? 
So my hat enables me to cast a wizard's cantrip I do not know uh, once per day with mm. a DC 10 arcana check. I'd like to cast Gust underneath Dimple to lift her up into the air. Dimple's definitely a boy. Uh, Sorry, I keep... It's because <laughs> I'm a girl, right? Everything. I've got the image of the artwork in my head and it just... He's got know. a little beard and moustache. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a dude. Right, I sorry, don't okay. often. Yeah, okay. no, don't worry. Him up into the air with a, with a gust of wind. Okay, all right. So you've got to roll me a DC 10 arcana check to see if you can perform the time trip with your special hat. Yep, made it. Uh, yeah. made it 17. Okay. Uh, and then, nice. yeah, cast as um, as Avon hefts Dimple up. So you see uh, Dimple sort of like struggling, like maybe the ledge is uh, quite wet. He gets his foot on there and like he tries to grab on his hand. You get advantage on the deck save. So you can roll again with the benefit of gust. Pretty cool move. Do I just roll again or this time with advantage? Roll again. Just roll what? once more. Oh, hey. Hey. Nice. So much better. He lands on the ledge and tries to grab on, and, but the window is slick. And he begins to start falling back. And then the gust of wind <laughs> roll, roll, roll. buffets him just gently up. You're actually able to make quite a quiet landing on that window sill with the 17. Well, now what? Well, as we discussed earlier, they've painted it, so not a lot. <laughs> Dimple receives, uh, receives, retrieves a uh, small dagger that he keeps at, uh, keeps under his vest, and uh, tries to scrape away at some of the paint, trying to fleck it off. Okay, roll me a slight hand check. Yeah. You managed to reveal a tiny gnome size hole that you're able to spy through. And I do have dark vision. Okay. So, as you look inside, roll me a perception check, please. Terrible mm -hmm. 10. Okay. You see corpses of multiple men lying on the floor. You see oh, their weapons sort of scattered nearby inside this warehouse. Tables and chairs have been carelessly tossed across the floor. On the north side of the area, stairs rise to an open level above. But what you also see are four short avian creatures with long beaks and black feathers looking around where they sort of stand in the middle of the warehouse. They each have a hooded cloak and they wield a short sword and they're sort of lazily loitering around the um, area that you're looking down upon. Are they um, avian creatures as in like humanoid bird-looking things or monsters? Humanoid bird-looking things. Could I roll something to see if I like know what that is, like what they are? Roll me a nature check. Thirteen. These are Kenku. Oh, cool. So I've just stuck you guys on the map. Let me hit you with a reveal. So this is the style of the maps that they give you, which I'm not too thrilled about, but I'm not, not thrilled enough to change them. <laughs> <laughs> so you look inside That's and you fine. see this warehouse with the corpses sort of lying around uh, against the walls. 
So you see four Kenku rolling about sort of lazily. They haven't heard you, you would say. Uh, so Dimple kind of takes in all of this wide eyes and he's he's come across some Kenku here and there, mostly in Waters Deep, but doesn't like the cut of their jib much. And he isn't really sure about you know, them walking around alive in a sea of bodies. So he kind of backs away from the ledge and he looks down at his friends below, kind of beckoning them like, help me down, quietly. Yeah, there's people in there. And just, just, I'll explain, just help me down. I'll catch no. you. Or should I just jump? No, 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 don't, don't jump. Lower yourself slowly and, and we will uh, we will catch you. Take so this. yeah, he, I guess he lets himself down off the ledge and he's wiggling his little legs below like I, I don't think she's uh, uh, rather high up actually I don't quite a lot of high you. flying but let's go and I'll catch you he lets go and hopefully doesn't get battered on the way down okay so what are you guys doing Did you so see Dimple relays well it's not so much that I saw him in particular as I saw a uh, just a plethora of dead corpses. There were, I think, three Kenyu folk just wandering around looking... You know, I don't want to point fingers, but it does look like they were the culprits. Well, I just... Go in and kill them. It's illegal for us. I start. mean, they... I believe they were armed. So, uh, I mean, they'd be doing the illegal first. Perhaps if we try to subdue them and then question them? Yes, I agree. This is, could be the, uh, the best way forward. They're remarkable creatures, the Kenku. They're, um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they're mute, but they, uh, they use some sort of mimicry to talk. I would very much like to, to speak to one to uh, find out what is going on here. Could make it quite difficult to question them. I, I'm, I like the idea of not hurting them. They look somewhat peaceful to me. So perhaps we enter with weapons brandished. We say, lay down your arms. We're here to talk. And if they talk, then fantastic. And if not, then we subdue them in a non-lethal manner. Dibala, did you see anything else in there? What sort of goods were in this warehouse? I mean, my, my dear friend, you might not know this of me, but I get rather shocked when I see quite a magnitude of dead bodies around me. And I guess crates and others, but nothing really on display. But I've seen that with like a, what, a 10. Yeah, there didn't seem to be um, too much like uh, loot or stock of note that is on show. Okay. If truly it was more so the sheer amount of death that was in the warehouse that was the most noteworthy. Yes. It's a grim picture, it must be said. Perhaps we could make a citizen's arrest? Is that a thing in Waterdeep? <laughs> Maybe we try and pacify them somehow. We could always fall back on blades. Well, <laughs> I mean, well, I hope let's hope that they blade. fall back on them. Yeah, I hope you don't fall on your blade. Right. Right. If none of you are going to do it, then I will. There's only so long we can wait around. 
before you yeah. go in, I, I have an idea to run past you before we enter this place to perhaps put these Kengu on the back foot before uh, before we even start. Uh, How would you do that? I would quite like well, I'm to always. create an illusion out here, uh, possibly something that they might find fearful, so they are more uh, more approachable as we enter. We could create a noise out here. Yes, you're thinking. They're thinking on the same lines. Oh, to draw them out! Oh, that's a smashing idea. I didn't. I didn't consider. Can you that. roll me a stealth check, please? <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Everyone roll me a stealth check. The DM oh, is always stealth check. That's. Uh, you talk of too long. Oh. Oh. What? Oh, guys. That's a uh, one. I that's see your. One. I see your three, and I'll raise you a four. <laughs> oh my god. You hear sounds coming in from inside, like. Xanathar sends its regards. Suddenly, you hear this door in front of you. I'm going to retire. Right. I got 70, <laughs> but I did not click. Fuck. That's the gods smacking you down. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rupert? Seven. Uh, Remy? Uh, two seconds. Uh, ten. Avon, you're up first, and you oh hear something from the inside of this door trying to unlock um, unlock the sliding door that's in front of you. Oh boy. Um, is holding it shut a bad idea? <laughs> um, trying to unlock it. Yep. Okay, Sounds so good. I'm going to change my position slightly to here. I'm going to draw my uh, what kind of sword do I have? I'm going to draw my long sword and I'm going to draw a mossy rapier. Hold my oh, hold my attack, uh, hold my action to attack when it opens. Okay, so your action will be triggered if something comes. Um, and I'm going to shout through the door. We know you're in there. This yeah. doesn't have to end in violence. Come out with your hands up. Okay, Alan, good timing. It's your turn. Um, good God, um, is is the door closed in front of us? Sorry. Yeah, it's still closed. Uh, shit. I mean, I can I open the door? Would that be my action to open the door? Uh, yes, it would be. I'm gonna open the door. Okay. Uh, and that'll be my main action. Uh, so as the door open. So it sounded like someone was unlocking the door. Come on, get on the reveal. Sorry. You sound like someone was unlocking the door, but you take it upon yourself to open it. And you see that the Kenku have retreated. Hmm. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, well, having used his action to open the door, I think um, Olan is going to place his hand around his side onto his uh, his quarterstaff and keeping it tucked in his fishing garb, he's going to cast uh, Shilala and um, Shilala. Shilala. transform it. Uh, but, but beneath his robes, you know, he's not trying to look threatening here but you know almost sort of like a like a samurai putting his hand on his sword being like if you come at me I will slash you 
you know. Okay. So, you know, he's going to stand in the doorway and uh, prepare in that sense, yeah. Okay. So, you another held action? Uh, no, no held action, just using that. Oh, yeah, you've used it to open the door, haven't you? Okay, Dimple, you're up. So, Dimple's going to use his action to... We should have done this before, but it's fine, I don't care. Uh, he's going to get uh, Remy's weapon out from his bag of holding, mm-hmm. and that will be his action, but he will use his bonus action of bardic inspiration. So when he passes the sword to Remy, he's like, Ooh, Remy, good luck in there. And you get a D1. <laughs> a D1. Wow. A D1 inspiration. I'll roll myself a D1. <laughs> Okay, so um, action to interact with the object. You can put that in your back pocket. And then bonus action is uh, Bardic Inspiration. What's that, a D6? Should be D6, thanks. Oh, yeah, D6. A D1's always a one. Okay. Let's say D1. (laughs) Up next is this Kenku here, standing next to a pole. And he pulls his short bow and takes a shot at Avon Francis. That's going to be 11 to hit with a short bow. That's a miss, boy. So he misses. Boom! The first shot has been fired. The second Kenku, um, standing behind these crates, sort of pokes his head up, aims, trains his uh, short bow on Avon, takes a shot. That's going to be a 14 to hit. That's a miss, boy. Oh, so the Kenkus are both sort of firing, but um, you're maybe just able My to... My shield is out. Actually, my shield, shield is out, out, so they're hitting the shield. Nice. <laughs> okay, Remy, you're up. You see a couple of arrows just land into Avon's shield as she sort of turns around to look at you. Remy says, uh, it is your time, Harold. And he pulls out Harold, uh, his light crossbow, and he fires it at this um, Kenku here. Okay, so this Kenku's got a little bit of um, partial cover. That's fine. Um, behind this uh, column. Cool, that's fine. Uh, is it 23 to hit? Yeah, that's a hit. How long does Bardic Inspiration last? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Oh, sound. So I can hold on to that. Sound. So that's 23 yes. to hit. And that's uh, 1d8 plus 3. Jeez. 1d8. Uh, that's Even 8. With the partial. Yeah, that's 8 points oh. of damage. Jesus. Okay, so even with the partial cover firing through Avon and Alan and this little bit of cover he's getting from the um, column, you still managed to pick him out with Harold from way back. Okay. Thank you, Dimpal. Anything else from Remy? Um, Remy's going to make some ground. Uh... These doors are open, right? This main door. Yeah, they are. Door. Yeah. It's been slid back. Cool. Remy is going to move to... Yeah. He's getting straight in the battle. Okay. Next up is this Kenku down the side here. He's going to take a step forward and fire a shot off at Alan with a short bow. That's going to be a dirty 20 to hit. Ow. That's going to be five points of piercing damage. And he's going to duck back behind the crates. So um, you just see Alan Remy as you run past. Ooh, take a, a bolt to the chest. Uh, Rupert, you're up. 
Uh, Rupert feels incredibly out of his depth here. Did um, did you say that Avon has a shield? She does. Okay, so seeing the shield, uh, Rupert is going to sort of go on and stand behind Avon and just say, say to her, Avon, you seem a very competent warrior. Um, if you, wherever you lead, I will follow one step behind. Um, yeah. I, I shall be getting is. rather up close, I hope you realise. Well, that's okay. I have rather long arms, so uh, I think I can work with that. Um, okay. Gonna, can, I, can I ready a move action? I can't really, can I? No. You can't hold a move. You can hold okay. an action. I love the idea. You could hold a, a spell. Yeah. Like, I haven't got anything that triggers. from range. If anything steps within my range, okay. I will cast a spell. Okay. okay. Um, and I'm hoping that all of you guys are tracking your spell slots, obviously, if you're learning a new yep. class. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's okay, but just see if you, you know, you cast a couple in the combat earlier, so um, just yep, be aware. Got none left. <laughs> right, okay. Um, this Kenku boy is going to step out and he's going to fire a shot at Remy Leclerc. Uh, oh, no. That's going to be a 15 to hit. Meat. Meat. <sighs> Wrong that box. Uh, that is going to be four points of piercing damage. And he's going to step. Um, and he's going to run. So he's used five feet. He's got 25, 25 left. So he's going to go one, two, three, four, five. Retreating. Rebbe gets hit in, hit in the shoulder and says, Merde. Good day. Avon, you're up. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to use my full third. Clicking the wrong Second point. Uh, yeah, so I'll use my full 30 feet to get up to the Ken Akus. They, uh. Kenneth uh, Koo? Kenneth Koo, I'll say. Sorry, Rupert! <laughs> keep up! Um, and I don't know how to do non lethal damage with a sword, but I do that. I mean. Uh, yeah, you can try and knock them unconscious if you caught your shot. Um, I'll go for this top boy first. Okay. Twenties a hit, yeah. Oh He's trying to duck behind this pillar. You still want to catch him? And he falls. Not lethal, though. Not lethal. I don't want to kill anyone. He falls unconscious to the floor. And then I turn my attention to the second guy, and I make a pointed face at him, and I say, "Now we can just talk." Okay, Alan, you're feeling pretty rough after that hit in the shoulder. You're up. Um, so I think, um, can I ask a quick question? I haven't got my, uh, movement on my character. She was my movement based off my race. Yeah, it'll be 25 feet. Yeah. Well, boxes and stuff there as well, if you were trying to get out there. So they're all sort of hiding behind stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. Pains in the asses. Well then, um, uh, you know, seeing these two here from a distance and his companion having downed one of them, he's uh, he's going to offer a similar strategy to uh, what he was working with before. You know, he's going to this time go for a fairy fire and opt to hit the two below, which is a dex save throw from you, please, my friend. Okay. So, you know, as Olan stands there, he... Uh, 
he, he clutches a sprig of mistletoe that is uh, beneath his garb, but wrapped around his neck as he channels his energy to cause this spell to to manifest itself. And these these birds begin to glow and become outlined with bright blue light. They both fail their save. Nice. So I believe they. Uh, the next attack against him has advantage, is that correct? Any attack roll against it has uh, advantage if the attacker can see it. Oh, so it's concentration up to a minute. Which guy is that? Um, so it's on the bottom two. Both of them? Yeah. Thick. And then uh, I'm also going to, having taken a hit and offered assistance to my teammates, I'm going to duck back myself now. Okay, nice work. Dimple, you're up. So, Dimple, just kind of staying out of it mostly, he again yells out, vicious mo- Oh my god. Why? Rolling it so low. Um, he shouts out, Like, bird brains! Come on, fight my friends for real! And he just... One point of psychic damage. Natural 20 on the wisdom save, unfortunately. Doesn't do anything. Okay, up next is... He's dead. Up next He's is... not dead, he's unconscious. He's unconscious, okay. Up next this guy, and he's going to draw a short sword, and he is going to make an attack against a short sword. It's not going to do it, that's a 10 to hit. Missed Remy, him. you're up. Nice, Remy stowing Achold behind his back. Uh, he's going to run up next. Can, what, is this a box here, like some sort of yeah, crate or something? Yeah, they're like physical obstacles, tables could, and stuff. Could I jump on top of that? Uh, yeah, if you hit me with a little athletics or acrobatics, your choice. Uh, I will. Um... Acrobatics. Throw it out of my tray. Uh, that's a dirty 20. Yeah, you're fine. You leap on up there. Sweet. So Remy leaps onto this uh, crate or whatever, whatever's in front of him, and uh, he's going to take a slash with his rapier that he pulls from the staff. Um, it's almost uh, like yes. the staff, like it's two pieces, and and he pulls it apart, and this rapier blade comes <laughs> out. He's got a little bit of partial cover from the um, column from where you are. So he's going to get a little buff to his AC. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, he's going to take a swing with his uh, rapier. That will be a natural 15 for a dirty 20 to hit. Yeah. With the advantage, though. Check for the crit, baby. Oh, no, I do have... No, no, I do have... Uh, sneak attack. My friend is Yeah, in... baby. Oh, do you get sneak yeah. attack at first level? I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice, yeah. So 1d6. Cool, so it is a 1d8 plus 3 plus d6. Oh my god. So I rolled a, a 11 for the damage plus a 2, so that'll be 13 points of damage on that Kenku. Do you not want to roll the d20 again to see if you've got the crit? He didn't have advantage on the attack. But it's very fire. Oh, Christ, yeah, of course. Completely forgot. Okay, can I roll it just to see if I get it? Just in case. Do I have to re-roll if I, like, on the damage, if I re-roll now? No. Well, he's gone, isn't he? He's gone. That's, okay, I rolled a natural you. three, so fucking... Yeah. <laughs> he's very much dead. Okay, sweet. Okay, very nice. So Remy, you managed to just get up and stab one of these Kenku with his big mouth. 
Yeah. Um, and he dies on the floor. Sweet. Up next is this guy, Kenneth Koo. Um, he is going to run here and take a shot over his friend. And he's going to say, Xanathar sends his regards. Um, fucking garbage. That's a nine to hit. Sorry, who's it hitting? Remy. That's a miss. 15 AC. Okay, so he's going to use the rest of his movement to try and skidaddle out of there. Rupert, you're outside in the rain in the yard. You can see Kenku's dropping left and right. <laughs> Rupert is going to come running on into the room. It's like a slow 60-year-old bear. He's going to say, I'm ready. Oh, oh, oh they've appeared. You appear to have killed them both. Um, uh, very well. Uh, lead on, and I shall follow for the next attack. Um, yeah. Bless him. Okay, uh, up next is this guy, Kenneth. Um, he's going to pop out here and he's going to take a shot at Rupert, I think. Okay. Oh, no. short bow. I've rolled so many fives. Uh, that's a 10 to hit. <laughs> Somehow it misses. Somehow it misses. Okay, so Avon, you see a bolt go whisp- whistling past, um, uh, past Rupert. Um, and you've got Kenku on the run. What do you do? Uh, which Kenku was it that shot? The one at the top or the one closer? The far one. Yeah, so he's just going behind a building away from you. Okay, so I will use my... Uh, yeah, I'll use my full movement to get up to that square. What are you just highlighted? Okay. And I will brandish my sword at him. Um, I run up to little Kenku and I say... Is he holding a weapon? Yes, he is. He's holding a short bow at the moment. Okay, so I'll say, um, drop your weapon, uh, comply peacefully, and this doesn't have to end in violence. Okay. And okay. I've um, ready an action. Roll me an intimidation. To... Oh, okay. Oh, I can't find the fucker. There she is. I have one last inspiration. I'm going to use it. Okay. Thank you, Theo. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no worries, Ree. I got you. <laughs> okay, he's... um. Yeah, he's he's looking a bit confused at the moment. He doesn't really know what to do. Um, and you're ready in action. If he steps into range, you're going to attack him? Yes. Okay. Ulan, you're up. Um... Uh, I mean, at this point, it uh, looks like his teammates have got, got it. Well, going to double dash over here. Okay. Um, uh, he's just going to run here, and then he's going to use his druid craft. To, he's just going to do a bird call. <laughs> See if he can confuse him. Cuckoo! <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, maybe, they'll like, maybe they'll find it a message of peace. We'll see. A peaceful caca. Okay, Dimple, you're up. Dimple, like, what is the average range for throwing things? Like, what kind of range do you have? I'm looking to throw some cow traps. Not from where I am. I'm going to move a bit. Um, So he runs here, and he throws a fistful of cow traps, um, hopefully in front of this guy. So... What would you like me to roll for this? Sorry, I've not done this before. Uh, roll me a, a 
Roll me a dexterity. Uh, just a dexterity. A d20 with your dexterity mm -hmm. modifier. Is that a saving throw, sorry? Or a no, skill one? No, just a skill. Sorry. Just a skill. Okay. Yeah. okay, so you miss with the count drops. I imagine so. Okay. Anything else from Never mind. No, he's going to just kind of, when he threw them and it misses, he's maybe going to be like, ah, oh, and scratch the back of his head like, yeah, you didn't see anything. Okay, and next up is Remy. You're standing on top of a box having just stabbed a Kengu in the face. Cool. Um, Remy... <laughs> Remy's going to turn and fire... Are these boxes in my way of this Kengu? Yeah, that's here? like a small building. This this is a small building. This okay. is a table. So I can see this Kenku, fine. Uh yes, you've got line of sight yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. He's gonna fire off Harold. Um just try and hit that Kenku. Uh, that's a natural seventeen, so a twenty-two is a hit. Uh twenty-two is a hit. That will be a Fucking max damage. Uh, 11 points of damage. Jesus Christ, yeah, that's a big hit, mate. Big hit. Yeah, he's looking rough. I've got two, two max damage dice in a row. Nice work. Um, anything else from Remy? Um, Remy is going to jump off the box and move... 20 feet to stand next to Dimple. Okay. Just so you know, Matt, next time... If you're switching from your bow to your rapier to your bow to your rapier, I'm just going to make you a slight hand check to see if you can do it as a free action. That's fine. I, I haven't... I haven't. Oh, no, no, I did bring up my rapier, didn't I? Yeah. It's just some. It's just... I don't know a good way to keep it consistent, so we'll just make you that's, a slight hand That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this Kenku's got nowhere to hide, so he's going to run over and he's going to attack um, against Dimple. That's going to be an 18 to hit. <laughs> Oh, that slaps. Uh, okay, that's eight points of damage. I think that's me already down. Ah, oh, I'm on zero hit points. Yeah. So that Kenku makes a stab and seeing luck. I already drew the fucker. Uh, yep, yeah, he's going to stand here and sees Avon sort of blocking the way. Uh, Rupert, you're up. You've just seen um, Lil Dimple hit the deck after getting stabbed in the chest with a Kenku blade. No, you get back here, you dastardly bird, and he goes pounding off after it. As he gets close, he grips the strange clockwork amulet that's around his neck in one hand, and he reaches out with his nice. other hand, and his fingertips just spark with lightning, and he plants a hand on the Kenku's shoulder, shocking grasping him for a nice. 16 to hit. 16 hits. Oh, don't kill it. Nice. No, he's downed my new friend. He's seven points of lightning damage. You are having fried Kenku for dinner tonight, by the sounds <laughs> of it. He is crisped up to an absolute beast. And KF Kenku. KF Kenku. <laughs> Kenku. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anything else from your turn, Rupert? Uh, he's got, and I think he's got another five feet of movement. He's going to stand uh, shoulder to shoulder with... Uh, with Avon and just say, there's one left. Well, what do you think we should do? I don't want to um, kill him. The Kenku looks at you and 
he throws his long bow, his short bow to the side, and just holds his little avian creepy hands up and says, Xenathar sends his regards. <laughs> sends his regards. This guy's kind of cute. Can you say anything else? Tie up the pretty boy in the back room. Someone go check the back room. <laughs> Um, so I suppose I will tie up the Kenku's hands behind his back and then tie him together with the one who's unconscious. And as I'm doing so, I'll just be apologizing for their two dead friends. Yeah, he does. He, um, submits willingly to, um, the tying up. Okay. Well, first things first. I mean, um, I I think I have a... We're out of combat, but I'd like a, um, death saving throw from Dimple, please. Tens of fail. No, that's a success, isn't it? Tens of success. One, so one to one to nine <laughs> is a failure. Just better than fifty-fifty. Right. Okay. Ten. Uh, okay. That's one success. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Cool. I'll take it. That's fine. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> um, Avon would like to try a medicine check to like stabilize him. Okay. Yeah, you can roll me a medicine check. Like, try and... Oh, that's not very good. I guess, like, just try and pack the wound with, like, bandages or something. Okay, so... So, Dimple is still bleeding profusely, despite... Oh, no! Someone help! Uh, Have a death save, please. Are we still in turn order? No. Oh, so can anyone run (gasps) for a medicine check, or...? Yes, but if um, Avon's taken six seconds to do one, that's a full (laughs) round. However... A 16 is uh, a successful save, so that's two successes. I'll get in there for another medicine check. Yeah. I'm panicking. That's another fail on the medicine check from... um, Um, Can I have another death save, please? Um, Before Remy comes over and makes his check. One hit point. Remy yeah. gets over there. He's he's ready to do it. Ready to you know um, clean up these wounds. But as you do so, you see the little gnome <coughs> splutter. <back in> I <laughs> look what that did. I said here. Okay. <coughs> sorry. Sorry. Are you okay, Dimple? Uh, I've I've been better. Absolutely, I didn't really think that I would, now forgive my language, get fucked up quite as severely by our bird-brained friends, but uh, here we are. Here I am, knocked Um, on my ass. So, Avon Francis, Alan Corriver, Dimple Hogglebottom, Rupert Paddington and Remy LeClaire, a gang of unlikely friends on a mission from Volophant Gadam to find Floon Blagmar. Something's going on with Zentara. Something's going on in the city. Blood in the streets. It seems that you guys are the only people that can find out what's going on.